So we're a whole week later now. Uh, how's your How's your voice feeling there, Claw? Oh, it's so much better. Doctor Claw like took control of me. He really like <laughs> did a number like hamburgered my throat. <laughs> so we've brought you we've brought you back feeling fresh for episode twenty nine. This should be episode twenty nine. Yeah, of late to the party with Travis Tate. I am Jake Doll, and I am Travis Tate. And we Glad to are be here. doing another Evergreen episode. Uh, so I... Evergreen makes me feel fine. I know it's Summer Breeze, but Evergreen sounds good. Hey, me, dear, hey, me, to my man. Do you remember that somebody did a... Somebody did a dark version of that for the I Know What You Did Last Summer soundtrack? What? Yeah. Okay. I think I've got the CD somewhere. I, I bought that CD. We uh, we have a copy of I Know What You Did last summer. That was one oh, really? of the horror movies <clears throat> that Cindy wants to watch with us. That's one of her picks. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah. It's got uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sarah Michelle Gellar at their peak. That that movie has that movie is the nineties, the cast. True. That Freddie Prince. The most nineties. That's where Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince fell in love. Did they? I don't know. But they were in it and now they're married. <laughs> they, they were also in Scooby Doo together. Yeah, they're I married. I I don't know that and I I why would I? When we were at Fan X and Fred we were talking and Freddie Prince Jr. walked by us, yeah. I thought, there goes Sarah Michelle Geller's husband. <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't notice. I thought about yelling. Tell tell Sarah I said hi. What's up? What's up, Freddy? What's up, SMG? He's Freddy in Scooby-Doo, isn't he? Yeah. So he he Tony Danza. He Tony Danza did it. Yeah. That's so, why he got the part. <laughs> Who else were they going to hire to be Freddy? So I've Freddy Mercury's a, dead. He I've, can't do it. I've been a member of a video game forum for, boy, like 15 years or so now. And uh, it's got a really nice movie thread on that uh-huh. forum. And something that they were doing last week that I thought would be really fun to do was uh, someone posted a list of the ten movies that they were that were their favorites when they were ten, and I thought that would be really fun to do. Yeah, but uh, it would. And I messaged you about it. <laughs> and how did how did that go for you, buddy? Well, I misread it apparently, and I thought it was. Uh, the top 10 movies from when you were 10. Uh, so, uh, which would have been 1987 in my case. So I made a list of movies that I liked from 1987 and I, I chose the top 10 of those in no particular order where you have like a really good selection of your favorite movies from 77 to 87. I have them all from one year. So it should be a fun at least our lists are going to be different. I wish I had, I wish I had communicated uh, more better. I should you. have asked more questions, but I think this is actually I going to be maybe, more entertaining. Maybe next episode we don't have to uh, you know dwell on it, but hopefully maybe next episode you can bring your for realsies list because sort of the the interesting exercise for me in this I don't know I don't know how much everyone else was doing it because one guy's full uh, list was just five. It was Jurassic Park five times and Terminator Two five times. It was obviously someone younger than me, but uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, the The challenge for me was not cherry picking what were ten highly regarded or I'm I'm way cool. Like I didn't, I didn't put Blade Runner on the list or anything goofy like that. I think Blade Runner. I I watched it a few years ago for the first time, and 
it didn't have the impact that it did for people who were adults when it came out. Blade Runner is my Everest in that that is a movie that I should be so I should be so into Blade Runner and every time it every maybe f- three or four years I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try watching Blade Runner again. It's good. And I'll try and figure out which is the version I'm supposed to watch. And I watch it and I'm like, I'm just not into this. <laughs> like uh, from a design standpoint, it is it is incredibly well like like the the uh, the atmosphere of the movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing. It's just kind of been ripped off so much. I don't think it's it's just like I I will tell you honestly. The thing that gets me is there's like a scroll in the beginning that talks about how capable and awesome Blade Runners are, mm-hmm. and then Harrison Ford, Decker, gets his ass handed to him the whole movie and only. And only defeats Rucker Howard because Rucker Howard decides to just stop at the end. He's an underdog. So, uh, although I, d- I did watch Blade Runner 2049 <laughs> and really liked it. I liked it okay. It wasn't great, but it was it was all right. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. But, hey, whatevs. So, but the point being, I made a list. I tried to, I tried to really delve deep and go, okay, when I was about 10. Mm-hmm. I tried to think of a when I was ten, what stuff were like me and my brother and my sister just we loved watching over and over again. Because at that point we had a VCR and we were bootlegging tapes, right? And uh, I tried to cut out a few like bootleggers from way back. uh, I I tried to throw out a few movies that I thought like, well, that came out, but I probably hadn't seen it yet. Okay, or that that was a movie that I ended up loving, you know, somewhere within that age, but I probably didn't see it by the time I was ten. Okay. So, uh, you want to go first? Well, I'm going to d- explain my criteria. For the 10 of 10? My criteria was that it had to take place in 1987. <laughs> and then it was, I had to have seen the movie. So, this isn't well, necessarily the... You, you told the, me before that you didn't actually see a, a, a film until you were 10 years old. You, yeah, that's... Your family was big on books. Yeah, we had to read, yes. Um, of course, I didn't read. I just looked at the pictures. You just looked at... I just looked at the you words at because most of them didn't have pictures. I like Choose Your Own Adventures. Oh, God. Choose Your Own Adventures was so rad. I still have a Star Trek Choose Your Own Adventure huh. from, I mean, it was probably 20 years old when I first got it. I think we got it at like the DI or something. Crazy. Anyway, so my list, they all take place in 1987. And uh, <clears throat> I needed to see the movie all the way through to be chosen. And then... I kind of picked movies that I would watch again. So it's not necessarily the best made movies, but it's movies that I would actually watch again. Huh. Okay. So my first one I'm going to, I'm going to mention, let's go with inner space. Do you remember inner space? Yeah. I watched inner space with Gabe not too long ago and it's, it holds up fairly well. There's a lot of good physical comedy in there. Yeah. Randy um, Quaid is, or not Randy Quaid Dennis Quaid isn't Randy Quaid would have been funny though if he was inside the little the <laughs> modern little day Randy Quaid yeah. modern day crazy conspiracy theorist no you know off the grid Randy Quaid you know on Independence Day when he he uh, drives the little plane up into up the, the thing up the yeah it would have been reverse bubble. yeah he would have driven out of Dennis Quaid or out of uh, Martin Short's uh, backside it has a anyway. weird- it has a, a little bit of a weird theme of where uh, Martin Short starts trying to get with his right. girl while... It was Meg Ryan, wasn't Dennis, it? 
I, I think it is. I think it's Meg Ryan. Like, kind of starts trying to get with her while... This is a peak Meg Ryan, too. While he's America's in her? sweetheart, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Hey, she never stopped being my sweetheart, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I remember watching it and thinking, this is pretty good. There's a lot of physical ends, gags. It ends kind of weird, as I recall. Like, ends on maybe a little bit of a cliffhanger. Or like, a we're going to keep... Oh, man, interspace, they're at it again, kind of a... Yeah, and it never really happened, but... I remember thinking it was a pretty cool movie when I was a kid. Of course, I had never seen... uh, What is the one with Raquel Welch when they go inside? It's Journey Journey to Inner Space or something like that. Yeah, I kind of remember that, but I don't remember very well. Yeah, I had never seen it when I was a kid, so this was... The first, uh, my first. Also, also, I thought the part where he's drinking like he's drinking like whiskey or something, and Dennis Quaid drinks the whiskey he's drinking was <laughs> number one gross. gross. Number two, like stomach acid. Number two, like at your size, that would kill you way bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. He opens up a hatch to get the to get the whiskey out. You know, it, it reminds me now. There was a ride at Disneyland. And I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it was, I don't in, what it was where you shrunk that. down and went inside the body. I remember that. It was it was it was that era of like just keep making more stars. Magnification, cushion, cushion. And I remember seeing because there was this thing where uh, you would see the ride go into this tunnel, and then you'd see little miniature versions of the ride going on. <laughs> and I actually thought that people were being shrunk down. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still have the submarine ride there? Yeah, I think it's still going. It's still there. It's still there. I don't know if it's still running, but it is still there. In a long time. It's the Finding Nemo. I I assume that it had probably been. It's a good little ride, actually. There's a lot of uh, rigged for that. There's a lot of animation on it. Yeah. It's mostly just watching a screen, to be honest with you. But it's it's well done. Just a a brief a brief pass away there. A brief pass away. (laughs) So anything else you want to say about Inner Space? No, I think that's it. So I. I'm going to start with, so I, I'm i bad at making quote-unquote top tens. I don't, I don't generally like ranking things. Like, I've seen I've seen so many movies, listened to so much music that, by and large, I don't have favorites. I have lots of things that I love, but I, when, you know, press to it, I don't, I, I don't like saying, like, this is the thing I like the most, or even in that case. Like, I can pick, I could pick 10 movies and say probably these are the things I was most gaga about mm-hmm. when I was 10, but I didn't, Lady gaga. I didn't really want to, I didn't really want to give a number one, except for that, rather than have them take up three spots, the number one would have easily been the Star Wars movies. I gave those, uh, I gave all three Star Star Wars movies one slot. Yeah, I would have probably gone with although that as well, I w- or Although I could unequivocally Empire. say... Uh, it's not the right choice now, but at 10, definitely Jedi was my favorite. Yeah. Probably when I was, when it first came out, I was, we were six, right? 83. So I I was six. So Jedi was my favorite when Jedi came out. Jedi had the most, as I got older, Jedi had the most fantastical costumes. Right. Like Jabba's palace was a smorgasbord for a 10 year old Jedi. But I also dug the Ewoks. Yeah. Yeah. I dug the Ewoks. And I, I dug that they were blowing up the uh, Death Star number two, but I was actually seeing it in the theater as a six-year-old instead of seeing it on video as a six-year-old. Yeah. You know, so it was more magnificent. It was indeed magnificent. But, uh, you know, the Star Wars movies probably, if I'm going to pick something from being a kid, um, that and video games are like in a dead heat of the things that carried on into adulthood of like just 
sort of informing. <laughs> it's it's so dumb and it's so dumb and juvenile, but informing kind of the person that I am today. It something you know a part of just the that part of my personality. You know, like I hate hey, mom. I'm not I'm not saying Star Wars is more influential than you. I mean, like, but just as sort of. <laughs> A big thing of my personality of just. <laughs> I don't know how to say. Love me more than your mother, you do. I don't know how to say it quite. But Mom, you're my heart. You gave me my heart. My dad gave me my strength. Um, but Star Wars gave you a lightsaber. Star Star Wars gave me just a baseline of like just being the nerdy person that I am now. And it carried, and you know, it, through thick and thin, I still love it. It's not. I was uh, I was a crazy goofy collection fan for a long time, like you know, unimpeachable, and the you know then the prequels came along and burned that away. But the prequels and my divorce, where <laughs> I pretty much lost all of my collectibles. Oh, it's not at all. It's fine. But it, at that point, losing all of it was like I, I obviously not going to do that again. And the prequels stink. And so, did you lose some Jar Jar Taco Bell toys? Do you remember that? Unconfirmed. He was like laying on his back, and his legs would kick out. His legs would spread open, and then close, and it would propel him through the bathtub. Unconfirmed. I don't know. That's if I a have messed any up toy, Jake. That is a messed up toy. There's some. There's some worse ones. <laughs> yeah, there are. There's some worse ones. They also had some where it was like a giant head, and you squeezed it. And stuck it down in the water, and then you let go of the head, and it would pull the water in, so you could spray it back out. Huh? Yeah. Like a sponge? No, it was a, a hollow head. Oh, okay. So it would use suction to pull the pull your dirty butt water into its mouth, <laughs> and then you could spray yourself in the face with it. You know, it's natural. You know, like like the Gungan do. way. Yeah. <laughs> Bombad. No, but it. You know, it carried a, so like I, this. So much of when I, so much of when I think to when I'm younger is attached to um, you know, amazing you know, toys. The the toys that fascinated me and kind of fueled my imagination come from that. Uh, you know, creative toys, uh, books that, that you would pull a tab and lightsaber fights would happen. Oh, yeah, I remember these, those. Those were you know, cool. These great, these great memories. Until the tab ripped. Having themed birthday parties. Uh, you know, I, 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 can, I think in my mind I can remember having a cake that had one of those little sugar figures and it was a C-3PO and I got to eat mm. it. And I can, there's like, there's like a weird embedded memory of like I can, I can remember the texture and feel and like that just sort of, inside of like i i you know i won right. today of i got the cool thing out the cake and it's my mom made me and i had forgotten all about this she made me an r2d2 cake and i don't know what year it was it must have been around 84 ish my mom used to make some pretty good uh custom cakes i don't I think i got remember. a c3po too you remember they would have the cake pans oh yeah it was like in the shape of the head oh yeah i think i got both of them the same year actually and then she piped it yeah, my mom would pipe the stuff. I, I don't remember. The one I remember off the top of my head was she made an Optimus Prime one when he was the diesel. It was pretty good. And you know what a piece of crap I was as a kid? I remember thinking, how come I don't get a store-bought cake like all the other kids? When the cake I got was far superior. I I was in that. I, I was in the camp of like I knew my mom was doing something cool. I wish I would have realized it at the time. 
Because I feel like a dick right now. She might, she might contradict me. I might be wrong, but and if she hears this, she'll just say, like, "Don't just say like dick. remembering the the little sugar figure." <laughs> I, in my mind's eye, I remember like thinking like my mom makes really awesome cakes, and this is a really cool thing. But yeah, like that, and then you know, carrying through adulthood of. You know, I used to read a ton of those expanded universe novels mm-hmm. that are kind of corny now. Like, yeah, they are. They got, got a lot of bad in them. Uh, I played the Star Wars CCG by just, just the customizable card game from Decipher. Uh, I have lots of good memories of uh, playing that. Buy, you know, you'd get the the boxes in the new expansion. We'd have like get-togethers with friends where we'd all open them, having tournaments like I- that. Those movies. <clears throat> Those movies <laughs> touch. Those movies have fingers in yeah. a lot of my life. Yeah. I have a proposal for a future episode. The answer is yes. I say we do top ten franchises, like movie franchises. Ooh, boy, that's. I think we're sure. both gonna go Star Wars for sure. Maybe we'll maybe we'll table Star Wars for that one because it's yeah. just the. We might have to table because I mean the, we didn't table it. You've talked be, about it for seven minutes. There'll be at least an. I could talk a lot. <laughs> I, know, more. I know. I could talk a lot. More. So we got I. Into, I told you. I told you about the Halloween where I got the the C three PO costume that was just the plastic front and the yeah, mask. And I like had I was, Yoda. I was kayfabing C three PO and like kids would talk to me and I, you know, I was doing the herky jerky motions and I protocol and stuff in the voice <laughs> to the kids and it's just you know it's all that stuff. It's good memories, all that man. Stuff. Good memories. Good memories, indeed. So, the Star Wars franchise is going to kick it off. That's your number one. That's that's got to be my number one. I think that's. I don't well, know if that, I can rank the other. That ones, probably would have been my number one too, but since the list is messed up because I don't read well, uh, we have variety. So it, it worked out better <laughs> this way. Yeah, yeah. Next, I'm going to go with, and this is a James Bond movie, The Living Daylights. It's the best of the two D- Timothy Dalton movies, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. It's the one where he goes License to Europe. License to Kill and, and the Living Daylights. License to Kill, I don't like. I don't really remember those two at all. The Living Daylights is cool. His job is to protect uh, this woman. She plays the cello. There's actually a scene where they ride the cello case down a mountain, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a sled. And they end up crossing over a border into a, another country where they're safe. But his, his job is to keep her safe because she was like uh, the mistress of some uh, government guy that was going to turn on his government and give information to the Americans and the British. And and you say that was from 87? 87. Huh. I... Yeah. There's a really good fight in it uh, where... There's this bad spy, and he kind of looks like Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren actually is in The Living Daylights as an extra, but it was before huh. it was before he got too famous. And uh, there's <laughs> the guy, the bad guy comes in to this safe house, and he's disguised as a milkman that is wearing headphones, <laughs> <laughs> and he kills all of these. Uh, operatives all these government spies and stuff pretty much everybody but james bond gets killed by this guy who's dressed as a milkman it's pretty cool do you have a favorite do you have a favorite bond from that era like like from that back from that back is there a 10 year old travis bond favorite the first bond i remember seeing actually would be roger moore yeah and i think 
just because I was so young and it was so cartoony, probably Moonraker. Moonraker is kind of the one that comes to mind for me. Just because... So, Moonraker only comes to mind for me because 10-year-old Jake would have seen that as like, that's the science one. That's the science mm-hmm. fiction one. Right. He might meet an alien in that one. So. They shoot lasers. <laughs> I think I was... I think I, I liked James Bond, but they were all just kind of a, a, a mass. I couldn't tell you what was from what one. I was just... I'm yeah. watching a movie that James Bond and and Roger Moore is in it. So I've seen them enough that I can pretty much keep them separate. One, one thing I liked about Moonraker is uh, Jaws, the man, not the shark. He's a big scary guy in the in the Bond universe. He's in yeah, a couple different movies, but he's also movies. a nice guy. But yeah, he turns to a good guy at the end of the movie, and I always like that. Actually, I would say if there's a favorite one from that era. I probably liked um, Live and Let Die the most. I think Live and Let Die, is that the Live one? Live and Let Die is, is the it, first. Hey, can you guess why I love, is it Live and uh, Let Is it Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman? Is that why you no, like it? No, it's Live not. and Let Die is the first Roger Moore. That must not be it. Then. He still kind of looks a little bit young. Which is the one with Grace in Jones one? in it? Grace Jones, that is uh, A View to a Kill. A View to a Kill is the one that I and really that one, like. That one I never saw as a little kid for whatever reason. But yeah, it's as I've told it's, you it's, many it's times a before, goofy Grace, one. Grace Jones captured my imagination as a as a kid. I I had only seen her in uh, Conan the Destroyer. No, yeah, it was the Destroyer, right? Yeah. That's the one she's in. Yeah, the PG one. All right, what's your next one? Uh, Disney's Robin Hood. Ah, of of all of all Disney, uh, I loved that. Like it. That was I, that was kind of a me, my brother, and my sister. That was that was something that we all just loved together. That was one of those that ones where one. we'd square off. We, we're going to watch Robin Hood. You get to be Robin Hood. You get to be Little John. Mm-hmm. You get to be Robin Hood and Little John running through the forest. That was something we did a lot as kids. Is we would watch a movie, and it's not like we would. It's not like we would pretend to be those people. It's just while we're watching the movie, you get to be that guy in right. the movie. So when Little John did something cool, like. I did something cool, right? <laughs> I always thought when I was watching, uh, what was the last Avengers movie again? Uh, Infinity, War. Infinity War. I always thought it would have been funny if like Captain America walked up to Thanos and said, can I just kiss your glove? And then pulled all of the jewels out <laughs> <laughs> with his mouth. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah Problem that's solved. One. That's funny. <laughs> uh, that, But also... It, so there the was funny, there was a little bit of darkness to that movie too, like there was actually depressing castle, songs, you know. Which one? The nodding, nodding. Oh yeah, man. yeah! Wow, crap! I hadn't thought about that in forever. Yeah, it actually like oh, shows the no, plight of the poor people man. suffering. I thought you were gonna talk about like the castle burning at the end's kind of well, disturbing. Yeah, like, a little uh, bit. The the uh, Prince John like chasing the snake. Do they show them arrested at the end? I can't remember. Because I think in my mind, I thought that like he killed the snake and then died in the fire. I don't remember. I'm not saying that's what happens. I think that's what kid me. Like it was disturbing because it, it just it felt like it, this is so dumb to say about a kid's movie. It felt like he was unhinged and homicidal. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever like have a, a little bit of a crush on Maid Marian, the Fox Maid Marian? Yeah. That's just weird, like, right? Hey, look, that's a weird most, thing. Most women of our age will admit to having a crush on sexy Robin Hood. Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, also that made Marion crushable, certainly. In the I hen. was too busy. <sighs> that that oh the hen lady. Yeah. 
Do you know that she the, was Scottish? The rooster guy did have a a name. Was Alan Adale? Alan Adale is a character in the the Robin Hood stories. That was the, that, that was I didn't the, realize that that's who he was, that was in the who movie the rooster though. Was, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he's in. The, he's the like rooster. a Will Scarlet type character. He's really Will cool. Scarlet. I don't think is in the movie though. He's. I mean, he's. It's funny. It, it's similar to uh, Dizzy's Hunchback, where um, Klopa the the weird. Uh, I don't even know what you call that. Like, looks like a jester. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? What yeah, I'm yeah. About? He's the one that kind of like, moves the story along. He's the yeah. He's the narrator, but he's right. also part of the story. Same right. thing with uh, Alan Dale. Uh, it's, he's the one that sings the topsy turvy day song on the fifth of January, or is it sixth? I just remember that first song that he he belts the, the topsy turvy day. Yeah, probably. I, I like I said. The I just remember. I had the. I, I liked the Hunchback sound. You all remember last year's King. Yep. With Here it is. The moment you've been waiting for. Here it is. I don't remember the rest. Uh, do they do? Do you ever uh, see they do anymore? Just th- that that Robin Hood, the way that it's um, it's Robin Hood and but it's Jungle Book characters. Um. Yeah. Except it had Fox, which is kind of crazy. It had Ka and basically Baloo. It was the same actor that did yeah. the voice of Baloo. It's Baloo doing uh, Little John. The the snake. I think. Is it only Baloo and the snake? I think so. Like Prince John was. I mean, there wasn't a lion in Jungle Book. I guess in my I mind, it was I'm like, just it's Jungle Book two. characters. Is it only those two? I think so. How weird is that? I, I, it wasn't even. It wasn't the same actor that did the voice of the snake, though, because that, that was that was Sterling does, Holloway who also did Winnie the Pooh, but I don't believe he did the the snake. Did he really? But did they? Um, he did. Yeah, Terry Thomas is Sir Hiss. Sir Hiss. Does he do the? Doesn't he do the? Uh, does he do the hypnosis thing in it? He does. Yeah, he, he does. He yeah. So it's like it's a weird parallel, but not a parallel. I think they were just. It was after Walt Disney died, and they were just kind of like rudderless and trying to say, "Well, this worked here. Let's use it here." And they effing knocked it out of the park because that yeah. that like yes, I was when I was a uh, when I was ten. That one was just it was really fun to watch with my brother and my sister specifically, just because mm-hmm. we it was there was just something there for all of us. Yeah, it was swashbuckling and. There's a little romance when they go by the waterfall. Yeah. Yeah, why not? He, the, the great better, stork outfit that he wears yeah, to do the... Yeah. And it, the, the, it's um, better than the Kevin Costner one. Yeah, yeah. Except for the song. Except for that part where Christian Slater Everything goes... Everything I do, I do it for you. I was going to say the part where Christian Slater Brian goes, Adams. F me, he cleared it. And they're like, oh, he's so funny. We have to put that in the movie. Christian Slater was uh, Will Scarlet. Yes, I don't know if Alan Adele was. was in that. I don't know. I did God paint you? That's what uh, the little kid Alan, says to it had Morgan Freeman. The, I, I, boy, that's a tough one. Uh, Giant Rat, Sheriff of Nottingham, or Alan Rickman, Sheriff of Nottingham? Alan Rickman. Yeah, that was the first thing I saw Rickman in because I didn't see really. Yeah, I didn't see Die Hard when I was a kid. I didn't put, you know, I didn't put Die Hard on my list. That was that was one of the ones that, that was eighty eight. So you would have been eleven. Yep, okay. Die Hard was eighty eight. Uh, for some reason, I I always think 
That's something that I do a lot. I honestly always think Die Hard's earlier in the '80s than it is. <laughs> I don't know why that is. It's weird. Know. Seems mm-hmm. like it's a. Seems like it's because they had 80s. Shag Rug. I think that's it. <laughs> but that was. I mean, he needed to get his shoes make off, so he needed to make fists with his toes. What's up next, Travis? Let's see. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go Adventures in Babysitting. So that made my list of uh, honorable mentions. Oh, that was another one. That was another one that was pretty fun to watch with my brother and my sister because it was my introduction to Thor. Yeah, it, it was my introduction to Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes, <laughs> they. Some might say it was the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. It could be. It featured Thor. It featured Kingpin. That's right. Um, one and the same. It. Uh, it's in that 80s genre of teenager getting way in over their head and for some reason doing a musical number late in the movie. Right. I mean, that was definitely a trope in the 80s where you thought, oh, no, how are they going to get out of this? It was kind of Ferris Bueller-esque, kind of. Yeah, it's Ferris Bueller-esque. It's weird. Except it's Elizabeth Shue. I guess I'll throw that on my on my honorable mentions was Weird Science. We watched that a lot when I was a kid. Weird Science was a lot of fun. Um, it, did you ever watch the TV series? No. no there I was didn't. a TV series that was all right. Weird Science has uh, Bill Bill Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. yeah, I almost said Pullman. Chet. I was like, don't That's say Chet. Pullman, don't say Pullman. It's a giant turd monster. He is definitely a turd monster in that movie. Man, he's bad in that it's, movie. Weird Science, Weird Science has a lot of strange stuff in it. Uh, I mean, first of all, Song from Boingo Boingo. Song from Oingo Boingo. Yeah. Uh, you know, Anthony Michael Hall, who eventually, you know, I don't. Anthony Michael Hall is Anthony Michael Hall, you know. Basically. Uh, he was huge and then he was the nothing. other kid who never got famous. No, he did uh, not. Kelly LeBrock. Yep. yep. Uh, digital boobs that got way too big. <laughs> big Bigfoot four big size. Foot four. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the guy, uh, I'm forgetting his name now. The guy from Commando and from uh, Road Warrior. Is it the tall guy? The the main, the main. Well, he's basically playing the same character in uh, Weird Science that he played in the Road Warrior. Uh, the motorcycle guy. I can't remember. I think I've got it. I've got it on here. Talk for a sec about Weird Science and all. Well, I was going to talk about adventures and babysitting. Oh, I'm sorry. I was in the, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We got we got deep on the teenagers what, getting in over their heads. One of the reasons I liked Adventures of Babysitting, obviously, Elizabeth Shue. Uh, I kind of dug her in the Karate Kid, so I followed her over to that. But yeah, it's a it's a fun movie. It, that what? Sure. Let's see, what's his name? Vernon Wells. Vernon. He looks like Ted DiBiase. Yeah, he looks like that Ted DiBiase. There. Uh, perhaps you know him better looking like that. What is that? Space truckers? Possibly. I don't remember this guy. None of these are good photos of him. No, they're not. How are these his IMDb photos? I don't know. Like, he was he was the main bad guy in Commando. He was like the the more memorable of the main. He's not he's not the the Lord Humongous, but he's the more memorable bad guy. Uh, Hmm. And neither of those are his pictures on here. What a bunch of butt-assery. What a shame. We Hey, I don't need to convince you. Everyone else out there knows. Vernon, Vernon Wells. Wells is. Excuse so, me. What's Adventures the, in Babysitting. Adventure, 
I think we're done with Adventures yeah. in Babysitting. What's next on your next list? Next on my list, oh boy, the animated hits keep coming. Let's talk about The Secret of Nim. Oh, that was a movie that kind of scared me when I was a little kid. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say there are movies of that kind of uh, theme for me. Was I liked movies? I didn't like movies to outright scare me, but I definitely like movies to creep me out. And uh, you know, you, specifically, you're gonna talk. If you're going to talk about the scariness of that movie, you're going to talk about The Great Owl. Yeah. The Great Owl was definitely scary. The Great Owl. Did The Great Owl help? Yeah, he, he, he told the Lee of the Stone. That's right. He, so The Great Owl wanted to eat them, though, even though it was helping. It was one of those. He ate that bit. He ate the spider. So that was, was the thing that scared me was the spider. But then also him stepping on and crushing the spider. It was kind of like in, in the Harry Potter when they go to the forest to, to talk to the giant spider and the spider tells them what what they want to know and then says, but now I'm going to let my children eat you. That's kind of same situation with the great owl. It's what like, I'll spiders? tell you I'll tell you what you want to know and then I'm going to eat you. Look, spiders are assholes. Charlotte's Web was fake news. <laughs> fake news? Charlotte was, no, that was the outlier. Charlotte was a sweetheart. Charlotte was a sweetheart. I'm sorry I was mean to you, Charlotte. Because I was I, I don't one need to apologize pig. her. She died at the end of Charlotte's That's Web. That's right. That's why it's a happy Spoilers story. Spoilers for Charlotte's Web. If you haven't seen Charlotte's Web yet, you don't deserve it at that. You know? Yeah. It's been out there forever. There's like a real movie, and there's the superior animated class. You mean the live action? You said real. Yeah. It wasn't a documentary. <laughs> Maybe not for you. It wasn't Grizzly Still Man. Me, damn it. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Secret of Nim. It, it's it's up there. Of yeah. It, it's it, dark because it's like testigon animals and yeah yeah. It's lost family members, which was a real theme in the Don Bluth movies from the eighties. Like even American Tale, Five will get separated from his family. Yeah. I guess I've said honorable mention also that also. It gets into this, but I wasn't as it, it, it barely edged out of the list for this was Labyrinth. I love Labyrinth, Labyrinth. is in that I same still theme, love Labyrinth. That same theme of movies that are creepy but not too scary. Jake, you remind me of the babe. The babe with the of the who? The babe with the power. The power of voodoo? Voodoo, who do you do? Remind me of the babe. Remind me of the babe. You remind me of the babe. I um, cried as hard as babe could cry. What would I do? <laughs> yeah, um, shit. My now name David. Now we gotta talk about. Um, I hate it, but I love it. Did Labyrinth like a week or two ago and. They talk a lot about how like David Bowie is so much more into that role than I think they, they talked about it in that he kind of didn't want to do that. And then once he got doing it, he got way more into it oh, than yeah. he should have. No, it's a classic role. I, I, they, they also talked on that about something that I probably have of, I love labyrinth too much to look at it objectively. What is the is it hoggle? Hoggle. Remember Hoggle? Hoggle is gross. They, Hoggle. they touched on that Hoggle is gross, and I had to fully agree with that. I posted a picture of Hoggle, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember how I phrased it, but I was like, remember that movie uh, Tommy Lee Jones was in in the <laughs> 80s? <laughs> yeah, it does look like 
Tommy he looks Jones. just like Tommy Lee Jones. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the puppets are great in that. the The little puppets that like the puppets pull their head off and that. toss them around. Those one. That's the so if the great owl is kind of the scary part of uh, Secret of Nim. Those things that are pulling their heads off and throwing them around are gross and creepy and then they want to do the same thing to her and there's like real right it's like real danger for me jennifer connelly yeah jennifer connelly she's what like 10 years older than us mm. couldn't she, tell you i remember when i how that was like 88 maybe 86 86 86 i just so looked it up i was nine years old i just old. looked it up because when we got into like talking about creepy stuff i'm like yeah I, I thought labyrinth was maybe a little later but no 86 she was a terrible sister yes Terrible sister. Real drama queen. Yeah. She hated her little brother. Oh, my goodness. That got her into a lot of trouble, guys. She was... A, Be a better sister. But, so, get, getting back to good old secret in him. Uh, okay. Also, uh, Dom DeLuise. I got a lot of love for Dom DeLuise. One of his, uh, as Jeremy, the... Was he the raven? The dumbass or, crow? Or crow? Yeah. Okay. I'll, and also, maybe one of the... Like, he was in like all of the Don Bluth movies, I think. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was, he was in All Dogs Go to Heaven. He was in uh, the American Five Hill Yeah, Five um, Goes West. Also, you want superior. You want to talk about Tale. not really scary, but definitely menacing, and it made you nervous for the characters. Was Dragon the cat? Oh in yeah. Secret of Nim. Yeah, that cat was a mean M. Yeah, MF. Uh, also, I mean, I, I would want to touch on. Mrs. Brisby is a character, a single mom. Like, it's dumb to say this, but even I honestly think as a kid, uh, the character of Mrs. Brisby impressed upon me as a capable, a capable woman making, making single good mother. out of a bad situation. And also when I looked it up, uh, craziest thing in the damn universe, two of the kids in the movie played by Will Wheaton and Shannon Doherty. Really? I looked wow. that up and I'm like, What? Wow. So unless, unless Did you know they made a sequel of The Secret of Nim? Yeah. The sequel stuff, other than... It was not uh, good. Don Blue sequels didn't work out except for Five Will Go, Goes West is pretty good. Yeah, that one is the best. That's my, actually my favorite Don Bluth movie. <clears throat> I never really liked the Don Bluth movies. Uh, Secret of Nim. Even... Uh, even the... What is the dinosaur one? I can't remember. Land Before Time. Land Before Time. It's really sad. Littlefoot's mother. Yeah. yeah. Ducky. Ducky. Ducky was annoying. Ducky was annoying. Petrie. 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 Never got into Petrie the Don Bluth movies. Yeah. Uh, Land Before Time is fine. Maybe a little sentimental for me at that age. Um, I think. I remember the Pizza Hut puppets. Did you get those? I remember them. I don't know if I had any of them, though. They were impossible to move because they were made of plastic. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, Secret and Him, like... it. I think it's a I think it's a masterpiece of animation. Don't wow. I like I really liked his animation style as well. I, I wasn't ready for that kind of thing uh, when I was a, when I was a little kid. I was really impressed with Nicodemus as a character when I was a kid. Uh, I thought that, that's a I scary name still was, to me. Huh? Nicodemus is a scary name. Really? Because of that movie, yeah. Um, he's intimidating, but he's also kindly and wise. I saw that movie at a sleepover. And I was not ready. Yeah? Yeah, I was not ready to see it. Um, also, and, and also, uh, that character exits the movie. That was one of the first times where a character that, a character died, and I'm like, wait, 
someone who died, who isn't supposed to die, died. What's going on here? You know, and the the bad guys, uh, was it Jared? Jareth is the bad guy, I think. I don't remember. Which one was the which one was the good rat? You obviously liked the movie way more than I did. Hell yes. Uh I can't remember. I think the bad ones yet. Like, just so much. Like he had an underling who uh, made the switch at the end and and sacrificed himself. For it. It's just, it's a really cool. It just, uh, I think it was a movie that was good for me. It's. I think it's well written. I think it's. It was a book before it was a movie. Never read the book. Rats uh, and Ham. Yeah, I never read it also, either. For some reason, I also think it's cool that the whole reason that that Mrs. Brisby has any contact with the rats of Nim is that her husband was the only mouse that survived and was the only one small enough to save the rats. <laughs> so I overdid right. it a little bit with Secret Nim, but I really love that movie. Oh, good. I didn't. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> oh, so you're telling me to watch it again? Oh, okay. Uh, my next on my list, let's go with... Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Speaking of classics 1987. Of I don't I don't remember much about it. That's them. the one with uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, and he was playing Zed. And is, then, is, is that the first one with him? I think he shows up as a character in an earlier one. Or is it one? the first one when he's a cop? I think it's the first one where he's a cop. Because he's like a, a like a street punk. Yeah, and then one of them. him and Sweet Chuck become like partners. Yeah. Remember the little guy, Sweet yeah. Chuck? I think you don't it's the have first to tell one. Tell me what characters are. Characters Sweet Chuck's there. driving the little Vespa type thing. Yeah, and Bobcat's like, "Where do you put the batteries?" <laughs> I I love hearing interviews now with Bobcat Goldthwait. He he has a very good attitude about. Oh, yeah. what he used to be. He used to be out of control, man. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that, he set just, Arsenio Hall's stage on fire. Did he? Yeah. Good, you know, good for you, Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> But, uh, he was out of control. Speaking of, we were talking in the previous episode that there was an animated, uh, animated police academy movie based on, or animated police academy series series for kids, Which based I on the movie remember. where the commandant was giving a presentation and got a got a BJ. <laughs> Do you remember that from one of the movies? Vaguely, yeah. And I remember uh, the bad guy, or not the bad guy, but. Uh, Whatever the captain Commandant was. Commandant Lassard? No, the captain. Com- Lassard was a good guy. He was always... Or no, not Commandant. Excuse me. Um, the captain or whatever yeah. his name was. So they they end up Mauser, going... It was It was something else. There was two different ones. Yeah, I think Mauser was forth. one of the later ones. And uh, they end up going to a gay bar by accident. The Blue Oyster Bar? The Blue Oyster, yeah. And they're all dressed as sailors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, I remember an that. An unfortunate part of those movies. But I, I like the characters like Tackleberry, and he yeah. always had all these huge guns and stuff. And High, high uh, Tower. High Tower, of course. Uh, what was Michael Winslow's character's name? Michael Winslow? With the sound effects. Yeah, I know. I, you don't need to I can't tell remember me what the Michael character's name now. I just remember Michael Winslow. Yeah. But the, yeah, I mean, that was, Gutenberg... Hey, when I was a kid, that character was fascinating. If you want to talk about top ten people when Jake was ten, the character that Michael Winslow was in, like, I'm going to grow up and do that for a living. He made, like, gunshot sounds. Yeah. And everybody everybody goes diving <laughs> so under cars and stuff. You, uh, when's the last time you saw a Police Academy movie? Uh, it's been at least a decade. Then I guess you can't verify for me. My mind's eye, when I think of Police Academy and I think of that character... Him making the noises, I think back and go like, 
None of the none of those sounded real, right? They all sounded patently fake, right? Probably, yeah. But at the time, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is the best actor in the world. Yeah. Oh, just give him the Academy Award. Just name it the Winslow Awards. And the Goots. Steve Gutenberg. Peak Goots. He shows up in an honorable mention on my list: Three Men and a Baby. That movie with the ghost in it. Yeah. I vaguely remember the the story about the ghost in it. I think we I think we maybe talked about that on here that I was at a sleepover and we had heard that that I was at a sleepover when uh, that sort of urban legend hit us and we're like no that's it it was like no dude there's a ghost in it there's this part where if you're walking you know if he's walking by you can totally see a ghost in the window and you know, we're kids and that part that part happens and they go by and there's the the stupid stand-up in the window. Mm-hmm. We lost our <laughs> minds. That was not such knowing, a, not knowing. Of course, like that's a set. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was such a weird casting, though. You got Ted Danson, Tom Selleck, and Steve Coot- Gutenberg raising Did a you baby. You almost say Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg, yeah. Got Cooter on the Cooterberg. mind again. Cooterberg is a good oh. name. I'm going to use that when I check into hotels. Steve Kuderberg. Steve Kuderberg. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, you do that. People out there, if you happen to see the name Steve Kuderberg on it, you know it's just Travis being immature. I'll be in room 69. Ha ha. Nice. I guess I should probably... What do you mean? I guess I should. Maybe I'll go back and check out a police academy and see if there was anything to it. Yeah, I kind of want to go back and watch them. Uh, I think uh, I think they're on Amazon. I think Prime. listening to How Did This Get Made, they've talked about some bad movies and they've mentioned uh, some of the police academies were like some of the highest grossing movies of the years they came out. Which they were. I mean, the eighties was the eighties did not put an emphasis on quality. Let's put it that. Remember Short Circuit? Those were terrible movies. Yeah, Gutenberg. Strikes again. Crocodile Dundee. Croc- yeah. Terrible movies. Terrible movies. It was more about a gimmick and just something that stayed with you. The the 80s definitely you could get you could get a lot out of a gimmick, out of a catchphrase. The first police academy was rated R. I think it was it was almost like stripes a little bit more. Yeah, I know I know definitely you know, It wasn't of, as fun loving and a lot of boobs and stuff goofy, like that. Yeah. I was I was kind of curious if they where the ratings went, like if it went to PG or there was some that were PG, some were PG thirteen. Hmm. It just kind of floated. Whatever, Police Academy. All right, what's your next one? We're we're at, we're gonna keep the animated train we're deep rolling. In, we're deep into this one already. We're gonna keep the animated train rolling with Transformers the movie. Oh, Rodimus Prime. I'll, I'll, again, one of many. Almost said the F word. <laughs> Boy, I'll never forgive Rodimus Prime. Rodimus Prime is the reason why... It's not Rodimus Prime's fault. The greatest human being ever, Optimus Prime. Who else was going to step in? Bumblebee? Bumblemus yeah. Prime? Do freaking Jazz. No, um... Jazzimus Prime? Ultra, Ultra Magnus. <laughs> Ultra Magnus. Like, the, I mean, that's the thing, is like the the Matrix wouldn't go into Ultra, Ultra Magnus. Magnus. I think I'd buy those when I go prophylactic shopping. Uh, as a married man... Uh, weirdo stop thinking about bigfoot four um no ultra magnus like i think wears the matrix as a necklace for a while because he was ultra magnus i didn't really like ultra magnus that much either because he was just bootleg uh, optimus prime right rodimus prime i mean look if i'm gonna have my choosing shoes on 
no, no, definitely not Rodimus Prime. Probably not Ultra Magnus. Make Jazz the leader. Hmm. All right. Jazz was like if you watch him, Jazz was the most competent, but also charismatic enough. I mean, there were probably and it was a cool name. Yeah, and it was Scatman Crothers. So, Scatman. But uh, I mean, that movie for ten-year-old me, like I was, I was super way into Transformers. Uh, wanted to go see the movie, obviously. And go then fifteen it. minutes in, <clears throat> what? Well, no, I mean, Optimus Prime is look, dead. <clears throat> look, you can out, wait for it. <laughs> but I mean, first of all, is it opens? It opens with Transformers dying right away. Yeah, and being like, whoa. The shit has indeed gotten real, and then it's almost goes like to, they didn't want to make money anymore. <clears throat> well, they just they wanted, yeah, no, they did want to make money. They wanted to clear the decks for the new toys. I think it's because Optimus Prime was such an expensive toy, and they weren't selling. Was he expensive? Other. I couldn't. Can't even it was remember. a huge toy. Remember how big Optimus Prime was? Uh, I mean, you could was, get the little Transformers for. Oh, I mean, if you want to talk about comparatively, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like a playset almost. Well, in price, I mean, but, but they got way, they got way, way, right. Obviously, they got bigger and more expensive. Same, but at know, the, the time, same thing as GI Joe. Like, yeah, you can get the little figures, but you can get the the damn aircraft carrier. I remember getting uh, the Ewok Village. Yeah, I had an Ewok Village, but I think uh, Optimus Prime was too expensive to get. That seems like that. That doesn't seem like that would be the. Transformers have always been more expensive. That's they're, they're like Legos are after, now. Like Legos are super expensive. I'm now. gonna have to do some after show research on that because I, 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 it can't possibly. Are you be saying my you parents want. lied to me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm calling them out. Fair enough. But uh, so it starts with them dying and then goes to the baddest ass Optimus Prime being you know doing his one shall stand one shall fall <laughs> and then just going out and just going to town on people like just. And that, I think that's the, you know, it's the you got the touch scene. And he just goes out and just starts working him. Has a great fight with with uh, Megatron and, like, 10, you know, whatever year old me at this point. It was, uh, what year was that? that I'm going to guess 86. 80. So, yeah, oh, okay. like, nine-year-old me is just going crazy. And then... Probably weird out. seeing a nine-year-old with a beard. Yeah. That was... Off-putting. People were, you know, eh, you know, it was the 80s. So you have Benjamin Button's disease? <laughs> and then, you know, and then he's got he's got Megatron beat, and stupid-ass Rodimus Prime's got to jump in. So nine, <laughs> nine-year-old me always hated the character from that. And then, and then he was you know, a hot shot. The funny thing is, is like, the rest of that movie is a blur to me. That movie goes up to, you know, that point, and then the rest of it, like, I know beats of it. I know, you know... Um, Unicron gonna eat the planet. I know stupid ass Rodimus Prime gets the Matrix. I forget about things like when they go to the junk planet and Weird Al's Dare to Be Stupid plays. <laughs> dare to be stupid. Dare to be stupid. Um, okay, I, I can mean, there's see just stuff now. about like you know, Starscream ditching Megatron, but then he comes back as uh, I don't remember. We're not even halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll have to. Anyway, I'm sorry. I love that movie. All right. I remember watching it when I was a kid and just being upset. And I think it's always 
imprinted on me. I was I was definitely upset, but I watched it again as a, as an adult, and it, it's fine. But it brought us yeah. Starstreams ghost, so I'm cool with that. <laughs> All right, my turn. Let's go. Since we're talking about toy based movies, Masters of the Universe. That was 1987. It's a terrible movie. It is a terrible movie, but it was the only He Man movie we've ever gotten. That is so. I was mad at uh, I was mad at Rodimus, her you know Hot Rod. Mm-hmm. That whole movie I was mad at. I thought Dolph Lundgren was a good choice to yeah. play He Man, and yeah. he was fine. Uh, Frank Langella as Skeletor. Frank Langella, acclaimed actor, played Skeletor. So, but we're gonna have to talk about the elephant in the room. The biggest glaring problem with that movie: Billy Barty. Gli- uh Gilmore, Glimmore. Yeah, whatever his name was. The character that wasn't the stupid, Orko. The stupid cosmic key thing. Yep. Yeah, the you, you We are, wanted Orko. You are right. That that says it all by saying the character that wasn't Orko. The character that yeah, that's what we wanted. We wanted Eternia. They didn't have the budget to have it on Eternia, which is what it should have been the whole time. Yeah. So they did that classic crappy 80s thing where let's bring them to our world. More specifically, it's always let's bring them to New York. Yeah. Was it New York? Pretty sure it was. Courtney Cox is in there. Yeah. Just upsetting. It's a garbage movie. There's there's parts in it that I like though. There's some good sword I mean, I fights. That, like, um, when they go to uh Snake Mountain, it was cool. Skeletor is actually kind Skeletor of Skeletor looks way scarier than he did in the cartoons. One of the maybe the first movie, the the first movie I can think of that has an after credit scene. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Beast Man was cool in it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. There was no stink or... Mm. But yeah, I mean, there was some decent Thankfully, stuff Thankfully, no in there. Fisto. I just wish they would have done more with it. They didn't have I'd the like budget, obviously. Ram Man. Ram Man and Fisto. It's a buddy cop movie if I ever... If I ever get my way in Hollywood. All right, what's your next one after Masters of the uh, Keeping the creepy train rolling with The Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal. Yeah, it's a classic. I love that movie because the that movie, um, it's not really it's not really based on anything. It's just Jim Henson yeah. wanted to do something bananas, and he did. Uh, the puppetry is, I mean, it's Jim Henson puppetry, so it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to shout "Trial by Stone" at my son <laughs> when he's you know when we're disagreeing on something. I always felt so bad for those little tiny. Uh, Almost fraggle-looking creatures that they make the chicken stare at the light. Yes, yeah. so, that's creepy as hell. So it sucks sad. the essence out of them. Yeah, bummed me out when I was a kid. But the Skeksis, the Skeksis were cool. Skeksis were cool. They were scary the, but cool. The Starscream Skeksis, the uh-huh. uh, I posted a, a picture on social media. It said, "How come every woman on Instagram looks like a Gelfling?" Because they're always making the ducky faces. Because they're and all they, a bunch they of have bangs. Like yeah. What? No, I was I was gonna say to keep that that theme of the thing in the movie that was uh, upsetting was Olga. Is that the older lady with the eyeball? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember that freaking me out when I was just a kid. Like the the noise she made just when she hunkers down, like. <laughs> she reminded me of a lunch lady that we had at my school. <laughs> I think they had that same lunch lady at every school. I'll give out the chicken nuggets. 
But uh, yeah, and and it it has a kind of. Uh, I mean, it ha- I think also there's a theme of like melancholy things like that. That movie ends a little melancholy-ish. Of you know, the, the whole movie's a little melancholy-ish. The, the Skeksis and those weird um, melancholy and the infinite sadness. No, we're not. No, not tonight. I don't like. I don't like tonight. Not up tonight. What's next on your list? What's next on my list? I say I'm gonna go with Ernest goes to camp. That probably could have made my list. I liked Ernest a lot. I did too, and that that was the first one. There's a there's some poop jokes in there. I mean, it's like a classic '80s summer camp. camp movie. A lot of camp. A lot of summer camp. Yeah. Movies. What was was it? Meatballs. Yeah, Meatballs. Was meatballs with Bill movie. Murray. That was it. Was kind of like that. Yeah. But it was with Ernest. Yeah. Know what I mean, Bern? Uh, I remember he had those. Ernest, I remember please. the turtles at the end. I always <laughs> I, the thing I always remember from that movie was the moment where the turtles are going to paratrooper in, and you see turtles crawling all over each other, and you hear a little voice go, "I'm scared, Sarge," and you hear another, <laughs> "We're all scared, son." I was just like, "That's weird." I always think in the Ernest movies <clears throat> that nobody likes Ernest, and we I wonder. <laughs> like none of the characters in the movie, obviously we like Ernest yes. and we're rooting for, but it seems like none of the other characters much care for Ernest. That's a little bit of an eighties theme too, of the movie where the patently unlikable guy wins. Uh, yeah. So it's uh. not, it's a little more early nineties, but I've told you before that the, uh, whenever I see a Polly Shore movie, the person I feel, <laughs> I, the person I feel terrible for are the women in the movie who have to pretend like his, the the Polly Shore character that right. he was at that time, like uh, I, it was Biodome. I was watching some of them, and Polly Shore is just Polly Shoring out, and these women are like, you know, giving him the the googly. I was like, oh, look at that guy. You know what? I'm here to tell you, chicks still give Polly Shore the googly eyes. Does he still just? Is he still just act like that? No, I mean well, he's then, fifty you know, now. Sure, that's fine. He's a, <laughs> he's a grown up. He's a grown ass. I man. mean, he kind of does. He's definitely putting on the Pauly Shore experience. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about any of that. <laughs> but after uh, Ernest goes to camp, of course, we got Ernest Saves Christmas and Ernest Goes to Jail. And I never never, I never saw Slam Dunk like, Ernest. Uh, Ernest Saves Christmas was kind of I okay. still like that movie. I'll watch it. I guess. I'll watch it if I, if I, I see it somewhere. I don't know that I would watch it now. But then it was after that. It's just Ernest Goes to Jail, I think, was the next one after that. It's just got... Bad. Ernest that. goes to jail was funny because he had a doppelganger. There was a bad guy that looked yes. exactly like Ernest. The, um, the, again, moves from the, that era. It was like they could get two, two good ones, and then they just dropped off right. from then. Uh, Ernest Ernest Saves Christmas was definitely the peak. You think so? I think so. Mm. There's some good Santa Claus stuff in there, in I, my opinion. I honestly remember very little of Ernest Saves Christmas. I barely remember Ernest Goes to Camp. Uh, there's, a, there's a scene in Ernest Saves Christmas where he they're trying to sneak onto the movie lot because the guy that is going to replace Santa Claus is, is an actor. And uh, he dresses up like this guy who has snakes. And he keeps going, passion, new snakes are passionish. And he starts like rattling He's got a tarp over a bunch of hoses, so it looks like snakes in the back. My boy, he didn't play. He played with the snakes that were poison. And you have a sling blade. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It was. Fu- it's a fun. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really remember. He that dresses though. up like an old lady with a neck brace too. <laughs> and his his face was all scrunched down. 
going going back to uh, again, I don't know if you'd call that comedians who had kid shows. <laughs> Ernest had a, a kid show. Ernest had a Saturday morning. Co- you uh, just reminded me of characters he played. Show. He played the weird scientist guy who had the hand up over his <laughs> noggin. Weird. Next, All right. Upon Next on my your list, list, a real powerhouse, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, Bebo. It was Bebo, Bubo. right? Bubo. Bubo. I watched that. So. A little bit of trivia about Bubo. Maybe you saw or you didn't. Uh, watch that with Gabe. There's boobies in that movie, by the way. There are definitely boobies in that movie. <laughs> like early, early boobies. Yep. Like kid walking down the beach with his mom naked mm-hmm. boobies. Um, at the very end, when Bubo is hanging out with Burgess Meredith, because, you know, at the end, the, uh, the Kraken swats him. Right. I had never in all of my years noticed... That Bubo has a little broken leg casting crutch. <laughs> have you have you ever noticed that? Not that I can remember. No, I had it's never. It's been saw probably it. ten years. Since I was I've watching seen with it. Gabe. And he's like, has he got a little crutch? <laughs> yeah, he Bubo has a little like cast on his leg, and he has a little crutch. I remember the uh, the bad guy Calabas. Calabas creeped me out. Yes, he was very creepy. And then when they cut off. Medusa's head and Medusa the blood was terrifying. Yeah, to the, me. but the blood was like it's almost like tomato pink. Sauce. Yeah, it's like that. Thick. That creeped me out. And that it, was the creepiest thing in the whole movie was Medusa's blood, and it melted his shield. Yeah, that was yeah. the thing that that bummed me out in that movie that he got all these really sweet magical items and he lost most of them. It was Perseus right? Yeah, Perseus. Perseus. Yeah, Perseus. The flying horse was awesome. Uh, Pegasus. Pegasus, right. Uh, I, I used to have toys. I, I had toys. Clash, Clash of the Titans? Titans? Yeah, I oh. remember. I had a few of them. Uh, I was reading earlier, Calabas was oh, was initially supposed to be just all uh, you know, Stop animated. motion? Yeah. Yeah, there's parts where it's stop motion. That movie is the uh, is up in... That is important to Jake for his love of stop motion stuff. That's a... Did Harryhausen Harry do that's that? That's a Harryhausen okay. classic. Yeah, that's late Harryhausen then. Yeah, well, it's got a lot of. It's still got a lot of cool stuff in it. Jason and the Argonauts. That's the probably his best work. The the skeletons. The well, yeah, the skeletons. But in Clash of the Titans, like yeah, like uh, Medusa terrified me. Uh, the giant scorpions were scary as hell. Yeah, those were cool. Because uh, one of the dudes died from that, mm-hmm. and uh, Kraken not as scary, but the Kraken was cool. Yeah, but the Kraken is different than like mythology would tell you or the pirates of the caribbean would tell you because kraken was like just a giant humanoid almost I th- shaped thing think i think looking looking further into that when you see him come out of the water when poseidon lets him out i think it is an octopus under the water you watch it now and it's kind of like it's just a big octopus oh is it when he comes out of the water, I kind of remember thinking it, it looked like when the bumble sank and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like the bubbles all around. Yeah. Clash uh, of the Titans. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, that, that's one that's definitely like, I watched Clash of the Titans a ton when I was a kid. Uh, next on my list, I'm going to go with Spaceballs. What year was Spaceballs? That was 87? It was 87. These are I, all 87. I thought about looking that up, but a few other movies... Caught my eye a little more. There's a lot of jokes in there I did not understand when I was 10 years old. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, when I go back and watch that now, it's... Like, the good jokes land really hard. Like, I'm a and mog. Then, I'm my own best friend. Yeah. 
That's a great joke. John Candy. Bartholomew. John Candy is uh, on my list more than once, let's there's, just say, for 1987. There's a... Um, I think that movie... Um, like, there's less comedy and more charm. Yeah. It's a it's a it's an eighties thing where a lot of them aren't jokes, they're just reference. I think the worst joke in the entire movie is Pizza the Hut. You think so? I think so. I think when I was a kid I was like, This is stupid. And seeing it now, it's like, Well, this is really dumb. Uh the the Planet of the Apes at the end is hilarious. The keep firing asshole scene is yeah. really funny. Yes. Uh, uh I'm surrounded by asshole. Yeah. yeah. yeah All that really stuff. Funny. Uh Spaceballs <laughs> has gone it? plaid. It's, it's a great joke. Who hired this guy? I did, sir. He's my brother, and he's got the cross eyes. Right. Too. The the Druish stuff is funny. Yeah. Because it's Mel Brooks. Yeah. A Druish princess. She gets a nose job. I mean, there's some funny yeah. stuff. Yeah, in there, there there is. Her dad was uh, Mister. Uh, what's from Gilligan's Island? Oh, what? Her dad was played by the same guy that was, you know, Lovey on on. Pr- no, Gilligan. that's not that's not who that is. The King guy. Yeah, no, I swear. I swear him. it that's is. That's not a. I swear Thurston, it is. Thurston Howell. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Thurston that was the Howell. name of the character. I think. I, yeah. Hold I swear on. it's him. I'm pretty sure it's not. I want to say Gordon Jump, but it's not Gordon. No, Jump. it's not Gordon Jump. Oh, I might be wrong. Dick it Van was, Patten. It was Dick Van Patten. Hey, Michael Winslow's in it. Shut up, Michael Winslow. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, the, the bleeps, the creeps, the sweeps. Yeah. That part sucks. Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers is really cool in it. Jim J. Bullock. I remember Jim J. Bullock hey, in it. You know what? Why I did I like... think it was Thurston Howell? That's weird. I'm remembering it wrong. Of course, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis killed it in that movie. Yeah, Lord Rick Helmet. Moranis is really good. It's Dark good, Helmet. It's got, a, it's got a good cast. Hold on. When he's playing with his action figures. Yeah. <laughs> playing with your dolls. I didn't, I didn't catch you playing with your dolls again. I think one of the best gags in there is when they go, uh, they they watch the, the VHS tape of the movie. That's really good. Or um, now, now. Ludicrous Speed is kind, is kind oh, of yeah. funny. Um, the line, uh, bad will always win because good is dumb. Because good is dumb. That's pretty good. I am your... How did it go? I am uh, your yeah, I, I father's cousins. <laughs> Where it just goes on and on. I'm not sure why I thought uh, Thurston Howell III was in there. I'm going to get there. I just got to forget. Oh, Jim Backus was the... Jim Backus. Jim Backus Mr. Magoo. Oh, Magoo. Was that him who did that? I know it was him. It wasn't Dick Van Patten. I just didn't really think about it. Can we say Dick Van Patten, one of the funniest names of all time? Dick Buttkiss. Dick Buttkiss. Dick Buttkiss and Dick Van Patten are right up there with uh, what was a Yank Justice (laughs) from the Bigfoot cartoon. (laughs) Yank Justice. So, up next on my list, I lumped all three. Well, even though uh, Last Crusade's 89. Uh, the Indiana Jones movies, classics um, again. Really, you know, a lot of like both those both Raiders and Temple of Doom have two moments that terrified me as a kid: the melting faces and the mm-hmm. heart rip. Just the scary, some of the scariest things from my childhood. I love the heart and, rip, and uh, Harrison Ford is great. Like the like the best, like one of the better heroes. Um, 
They're uh, great adventure movies. Just, again, capture your imagination. Yeah. Good mysticism in them. Nazis get Killing theirs. Killing Nazis. Even as a kid, I was like, Nazis, get yours. I have a feeling this is not the last time we're going to talk about Indiana Jones. No, it... it it might creep into other things, but uh, it's I mean, definitely not the first. It's an easy peasy. It's it's sort of in there with Star Wars of just like those things were geared perfect for me. I oh yeah, it, like what a great what a what a great time to be a kid. Like if if you were a kid, if you were the perfect age when Jurassic Park came out, what a time to be a kid. Like what a time to be a kid when Indiana Jones is at its peak. Agreed, agreed. Indiana Jones was awesome. All right. Next on my list, I've got three left. I'm going to go Princess Bride. Uh, Princess Bride may have, should have made my list. Probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It's still. It's a, I love that I think movie. it's a perfect movie. It's a Mandy Patinkin powerhouse. It's got good action in it. It's got great humor in it. It's, mm-hmm. it's got a love story in it. It's got Andre the Giant in it's, it. <laughs> the whole movie is about... You know, the whole movie is about a young boy accepting a romance story. Yeah. So more or less, and the I don't know the whole Buttercup the as you wish thing. Yeah, it's it's up there with the I love you I know. Yeah, but I mean it it kind of teaches you love isn't just saying the words. Love is like he was showing with all of his actions that he was saying I love you. You know what I mean? He was showing it. With actions rather than just empty words. And he then he didn't that just leads do it. to... He, just didn't do, he didn't just do things because she wanted him to do them. He wanted to do them. Farm boy. Yeah. Hand me that bowl. Every, pretty much everyone's good in it. And when you do what you're supposed to do, you know, it leads you get a lot, to... You get, you get some division on how people feel about the Billy Crystal stuff, but <laughs> I ain't mad at it. I like the Billy Crystal stuff. Mad, what was it? Mad, not Mad Max. Miracle, Miracle Max. Max. Miracle Max. Sounds like some kind of like powder for and your Carol, sweaty parts. And Carol Kane. Yeah. She's funny in it too. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a spectacular cast. When you were a kid, you had to walk around going, Maui, just what brings us together. Oh, I would, I would say maybe Today. people I went to high school with made me hate that character. It's a super quotable movie though. Anybody want a peanut? They made me hate that the same way they made me kind of hate uh, Monty Python. Oh, I still love Monty Python. I would say I have a... Princess Bride has a Monty Python feel to it. Considering there's no No, one... There's nobody in the cast that was in Monty Python. No, you're not wrong. I'm just... I said, look, man, when you sat in the commons in high school and the the theater people did... Monty Python all morning. It, Christopher Guest. Yeah. Is the six-fingered man. Christopher Guest. Rips. R-O-U-S's? Yeah. Rodents of an unusual size. The movie Soup to Nuts. The Dread Pirate Roberts. Good. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorites that isn't a series or a franchise. Like a standalone movie. Killer. Mm-hmm. All right. What's next on your list? I'm going to invite you to turn around. And look at what you see. I see a dresser. Next on my list is <laughs> The NeverEnding Story. Oh, yeah. Boy. Nah, kind of has, has some clunk to it, but boy. What about that song? 
I unironically like the never ending story song. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's almost a little bit labyrinthy. Yeah. Like all these, all these really cool characters that come and go throughout the movie. Somewhat, um, somewhat like princess bride, a story within a story. Yeah. Of, uh, Kind of punk ass Bastion, kid named Bastion. Bastion, Bastion that, Booger. That, there was Bastion that Booger, the wrestler. Jerk at the store. What a prick. <laughs> the uh, ragging on comic books and video games. I'm trying to remember the name of the. It's it's a Monkey King movie that's got Jet Li and Jackie Chan in it. Hidden it Kingdom? follows. Was that it? Hidden Kingdom. Forbidden, Forbidden Kingdom. Kingdom. It follows the never ending story. Uh timeline like yeah. right on yeah you, you know what it totally it rips it off the clunkiness largely comes from the real world stuff oh yeah for sure bastion kind of sucks but the yeah but like the kid playing atreyu that the horse scene good gravy that was probably yeah. the my first my ch- first childhood sense of like tragedy and loss was was uh, artax the coolest thing though the dragon i can't remember his name right now the Luck Dragon? The Luck Dragon. Falcor? Falcor, yes, thank Just you. Looking up trivia on that, there's like, a, I think it was somewhere in, I want to say, Germany that they have a life-size model of that you can see. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's insane. So, guess where I'm going next year? <laughs> Nowhere. Just like every year. Not Germany. Um, you know, it again, just fantasy, amazing puppet creatures, uh, you know, it's just... It's a full package. Yeah. Uh, good movie. Like, like arc of stuff of, uh, you know, things that are scary like the Gamork. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's the big turtle lady's name? I don't remember. Well, anyway, that part. And like her not helping him. Like th- a theme in the movie of just people giving up and accepting that the nothing's going to take them. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like it tells a story for today. And like getting... <laughs> Like getting close to the point of losing. Mm-hmm. Like at the end, all there is is just a little rock that him and the the princess girl is on. I remember when I when I saw it as a kid. The Empress is the Empress. Was that it? I don't. I haven't seen it in 25, 30 years. Think, do yourself a favor. Throw on some Never Ending Story. It's it's a fun watch. I remember when I saw it as a kid. Uh, we we saw it on video, but I I had to go to bed. Right is. Uh, like everything's closing in and it looks like he's going to get captured by the wolf. Yeah. Like a tray you can, and it was like, all right, it's bedtime oh. now. And I had to go to bed and I are, didn't know what was going to happen. Are you, are you talking about where, where Falcor comes and saves him out of the swamp? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But uh, for a whole day, I had to wait on that cliffhanger to see what happened the rest <laughs> of the movie. Uh, you know, but you know, don't want to spend too much time on it, but it's, I think the movie holds up for a fun watch. Like, I mean, if you're a grown-up, I mean, you, you, I'm going to sit down and watch this. But it's, I mean, if you if you got that dumb kid at heart thing that I've got, right. it's a fun watch. Agreed. All right. Next on my list. It's hard to believe this was 1987. It seems like it was much later, but Raising Arizona. I, I don't, I, Raising Arizona wasn't super on my radar until I was. An adult? Probably in like, at least like a teenager. So I I don't think I ever felt like it was later or anything. It was just it was definitely an eighties movie. Man, it is a funny movie. It's a, it's a well movie. written movie. Great cast. John Goodman. John Goodman, in Goodman it. is so good in it. The best role for Nicolas Cage ever. 
Yeah. I don't care. He, he hasn't done anything better. My name's H. Chat. <laughs> so that's just a funny top to bottom great movie. He's awful damn good. I think I got the best one. You should you should go back and watch <laughs> Little it. Nathan Jr. What's her name? I thought you were gonna fart. I was like, don't I, fart. I'm I'm spacing on Holly Hunter? Days. Holly Hunter is so good in that. Yeah, yeah, she's excellent. I love him so much. I love him yeah. so much. Holly Hunter's great. He's awful damn good. <laughs> I still say he, it's awful damn good. Uh, I love the part when they when they're talking to Nathan Arizona about about uh the missing kid and he's like the, the police are questions like he was wearing pajamas what, what were on pajamas i don't know yoda's and shit <laughs> that makes me laugh all right what's next on your list i've only got one left after this here's the unconventional do you want the conventional or the unconventional let's save unconventional for last okay conventional super easy ghostbusters yeah what, what else can we say? What else can we say? Scary, funny, powerhouse. It's Bill Murray does best. Not much. That that was just an easy one on the list. It, like easy, like Star Wars, but not necessarily as some more Rick Moranis for the list. Eh, Moranis, <laughs> Moranis for that ass. All right, next on my list, this is the last one. I saved it just because uh, the sentimental, and it's like a, a Christmas time of year movie. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. That is John one of Candy, the funniest movies. John Candy and Steve Martin at their best. And the end of the movie. It's such a a crazy situational movie with it's all of this humor situation. in it. Yeah. And it's it's two people and Steve Martin's a good person in the movie, but man, he he, he starts like losing it and <gasps> becoming such a bad I'm person. I'm thinking of but, the part of the movie that makes it R rated is so great. Oh, at the Rent a car counter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a classic rant. But the end of the movie, uh, when you figure out John Candy's situation, yeah, it's a perfect end to a really really funny movie. But it's just got so much heart. Uh, that movie, like like that that scene I told you about, where he drops all the the f bombs, and um, I love the scene where they're <laughs> on the highway and they fall asleep. And, and they, the car's just spinning. Just that bad. one moment where they're between the two cars <laughs> and Steve Martin's looking over and just f- apropos of nothing, John Candy is the devil. Becomes Satan, yeah. <laughs> I laugh I laugh so hard because it just, it, like, there's no reason for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it, hilarious. That, Those that, aren't that's like pillows. A, that's like a top five of funniest movies for me. Oh, yeah. I laugh the hardest at. Yeah. So. Those aren't pillows is classic that i think those aren't pillows is one of the things i remember making my dad laugh the hardest i've ever seen him laugh (laughs) it's a classic so i i decided to do that one last even though if i had to pick my favorite of this whole list it would probably be the princess bride it's a reasonable choice all right what's your unconventional this one i loved watching with my brother and my sister on videotape the cannonball run 2 yeah Part two. Has to be part two. Is two the one that had Jackie Chan? Both of them had Jackie Chan. And Richard Keel, also known as uh, I, I Jaws. Think, I think both of they them had Jackie Chan. They were a team, right? Yeah. 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 
I hope, I hope I'm right when I say both of them had Jackie Chan. Jack Elam is the crazy doctor. Jack that Elam. was too, right? That's the thing is those movies have an amazing... Frank Sinatra's I mean, those are the Those are the Adam Sandler movies of their day, except yeah. for they're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a bunch of people... I guess it, I guess it would be Burt Reynolds is the Adam Sandler of that. Yeah. Just a bunch of people who are buddies making a movie and there's but there's so many famous people in there. Yeah. Sammy the, Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. Like like the whole Rat Packs in the yeah. movie. Yeah. But uh, I I love watching Sammy Davis Jr. and um, Dean Martin, who are obviously just drunk off their asses, just stumbling <laughs> through scenes. I've uh, always loved Dean Martin. Jack Elam is hilarious. By just being weird looking like Jack Elam is. Just crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, so many people. The, the whole Jamie Farr Arab stuff did not age well. No. Um, no, it didn't. Roger Moore's in there. Roger Moore. As Rod, Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. Roger Moore is delightful in those movies. because, Or in that movie of being Roger Moore. Like, yeah, the, you, I think you just quoted that favorite part where it's the big dumb fight with the biker gang at the end. And he's like... <laughs> I have to warn you, I'm Roger Moore. Who? <laughs> Roger Moore. <laughs> Roger Moore. And you know, and he's his mom hates that he's playing out this spy <laughs> fantasy. But that was I we watched that over and over as kids and I don't know, I grew up I think it's a reviled movie. I it, it, I was watching The Good Place the other night and in the medium place, uh the only movie she had was a copy of Cannonball Run Two on Oh VHS. yeah, the neutral zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I love Cannonball Run too. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. It's and then the outtakes at the end are uh, Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> I might need a tummy tuck. Everybody from the '70s, early um, '80s, is in the there. the outtakes at the end. Uh, the, the my brother and I will still quote these rosary bleeds at each other. <laughs> um, and the weird way that Burt Reynolds is always slapping the shit out of Dom DeLuise. <laughs> And that's supposed to be part of the fun. He's slapping him really hard too. Yeah, uh, Captain out, Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he pulls out his mustache hair. Some. <laughs> like he's really mean to poor Dom DeLuise. It's funny to think back on uh, Burt Reynolds. He was such a weird uh, enigma. Like I just barely watched Smokey and the Bandit for the first time. Yeah, I watched like a month ago. I rented that not long, not too long ago, and watched it. And he's really charming in it. I mean, he's Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds really loved Burt Reynolds. I always, I think, <laughs> the Norm Macdonald Burt Reynolds from the Saturday Night Live Jeopardy skits. Yeah, I think that like tainted my memory of Burt Reynolds somewhat, except for the Cannonball Run movies. But Burt Reynolds really thought he was hot shit. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he really is good in in Smokey and the Bandit. He's not. He's he's kind of not acting. No, he's not. But you kind of wanted you well, kind of wanted to be the yeah, Bandit. Burt Reynolds is super charming. I mean, I'm 40, and that movie was 40 years ago. But, but let's also not let, let's not also sleep on the brilliance of uh, Jackie Gleason. You know, people always talked about Smokey and the Bandit's a racist movie. Jackie Gleason's a racist character. Yep. But the movie itself, uh, there was a, a, a African-American sheriff in one part of it. Uh, Bandit and what is the, the guy that actually drives the truck? What was his name? Smokey. No, he's Smokey not, is the... Uh, it's Jerry Reed. I don't yeah, remember Jerry what Reed's the character's the character. name was. They're friends with 
lots of black people along the way. I thought it was actually for a Southern movie, it was kind of progressive because the villain was saying racist things. Yeah. It's, it's a uh, snowman. Snowman, snowman. Right. Yeah. yeah. Snowman. So yeah, I cannibal <laughs> run to cannibal run to. I adore that movie. It's a fun movie. Dumb premise of the, <laughs> they tried it to make it again with rat race. Well, I guess Rat Race was kind of it's a mad, 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 mad. I keep mad feeling like too, we. But. It seems like we we should be at a point where we could have a a Cannonball Run reboot. Yeah, but Seth Rogen would do it, and it would be The Rock would be in it. You, you're up for that. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> you didn't even try to fight me on that a little bit. You resigned. Like, yeah, The Rock would be in it. And I the Rock is it. in everything. Kevin Hart would be in it for Kevin sure. Kevin Hart would be in it. That's fine. I don't know. Like. They, they, Kevin Hart in a smart car. I guess the I guess I shouldn't say that because the truth was it'd just be an Adam Sandler movie. That's who I would want to the, do it. That really is the analog. That really is the analog of the Cannibal Run movie was just a bunch of people who were friends making mm-hmm. making would, something with a loose plot. I would rather see the Sandler people do it than the Seth Rogen people. Me personally. Yeah, sixes and sevens, man. I'd, yeah, those guys, you get John Lovitz in there, you get Spade. Rob Schneider. Yeah, there's probably there's probably a couple of Saturday Night Live eras you could have maybe get Dana Carvey in there doing something. For God's maybe sake, maybe Ma- bring back Mike Myers for for the love of Pete. Uh, they he's they're rebooting they're quote unquote rebooting Shrek with Donkey. just the same people. So Donkey. <laughs> there you go. So that's that's pretty much my list of the ten for ten. I've got honorable mentions, but I think I think I basically fanned out way too much to get into much of that. Yeah, we're pretty deep in. It's up to we're up to our hips and nostalgia here. Oh, two very nostalgic episodes. Yeah, feels good. So we should probably get wrapping it up. Did you want to talk to anybody on Magic Mike before we go? Travis. Yes, my man. Who who do you want to speak to uh, through the power of the Magic Mike? I would like to talk to the most giant of Andres. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant? Yeah. Andre Ruzumov, I think was his name. I don't know if I even knew that. Yeah. The Giant Frenchman. Okay. I'm going to say the magic words. Was he and French? Yes, he was French. Why do you think he had an accent? Because he was really big. Didn't you know he had an accent? Yeah, he had the accent of somebody who was way too big. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say the words. Strawberry shortcake. Oh, hello? <laughs> Mr. Uh, the Giant? This is Andre the Giant. Uh, welcome, Andre. Thank you all for having me. What? Thank you for having me. Uh, yes? Yes. So, what have you been up to, Mr. the Giant? Mostly, giant things are... Recently, a beanstalk uh, sprouted up in my front yard, uh, so I climbed down. Um, you know what, Mister the Giant? Yeah. We we talked a little bit about my. You weren't here for this. Anybody want a peanut? You know, you got me already. Right. I was getting toward that. Uh, okay. Anybody want a peanut? Was the most quoted line by my father uh, uh, to I frustrate the ever loving piss out of my mother. She didn't like Andre the Giant? No. 
Mr. I would come to twit pirate Robert. I will stomp you and set you on. Mr. the Giant, oh, I went to a uh, I went to a Princess Bride themed wedding a few years back where you as the Dread Pirate Roberts crashed the wedding. <laughs> wow. That is a real thing that happened. Wow. Do you know I did also played the preacher in the Princess Bride. Uh this this fact escaped me, sir. Yes. Your your voice sounded different. What accent it's is that, by the way? Acting. I was under the assumption. I that you, am French. I, I I mean no offense. I honestly just thought that you were so big that your voice worked a different way than. No, I'm from France and also generally very drunk. Yeah, yeah. I uh, listened to Bruce Pritchard's podcast. He. I, I might even mind that. I've I've heard from a few places that uh, you didn't feel very good very often. I was in a lot of pain, but everyone called me boss. Well, uh, Do I, you know why? I definitely would have been, was been as respectful as possible. How did it feel to be Hogan? How did it feel to be quote unquote picked up by Hulk Hogan? I allowed it. I mean, even at the time when we were loving wrestling, when I was a, a little kid, uh, I was like, yeah, he didn't really body slam you. He kind of like it one of your feet, one toss. of your feet like lightly came up, and he just kind of let you go. At I leaned to my left. You were a very heavy gentleman, though. I mean, he, I he put in am. effort. It's hard to stay on clouds. Is there any uh, there any films that you went out for that you didn't get the role? Yes. Uh, I tried to be Arthur in the movie Arthur. <laughs> I didn't get out. God, uh, I would have went and saw that. The movie that every Frenchman wanted to be in. I'm thinking about it. I remember was, seeing you. I, I, uh, I put out for Inspector Clouseau. I remember seeing in you the in the Pink a, Panther. I remember seeing you in a lot of suits, but I, I was thinking, like, did I ever see Andre the Giant in a tuxedo? And then I thought, like, could you ever actually button up a shirt all the way? Why would I? I I'm not asking why would. Like, well, what if you what what if you were in a tuxedo situation? Only if there was a zipper, like a a sleeping bag. I suppose that's fair enough, Mister the Giant. You know, it's hard for me to go to the bathroom. I I, I try not to think about that, honestly. Uh. I used to have to put please newspaper. Don't, please don't tell me down what your bathroom habits were like in Andre bathtub. Cash you back the fan so oh, God. Anybody want a peanut? <sighs> he he tried to tell me about his bathroom <laughs> habits, Travis. I mean, that's a that's an icebreaker, right? I'm sure that I, I'm sure that whatever came out of him could. Break that's what he ice. called it. He called it the icebreaker. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Throw some ice down in the tub. <laughs> well, it's been quite a show, Travis. Are you regretting talking to Andre the a Giant? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to go that way. Do you need a palate cleanser? Do I you want to talk to somebody else? You got a peanut on you? I don't know. <laughs> Yitz. <sighs> Look, He's French. If you want to... They have different uh, rules than we do. Look... If you wanna, if you want to uh, talk to Travis about Andre the Giant's bathroom habits, 
for one, you can get a hold of us at uh, later to the tater at gmail.com. We got a page on Facebook if you have any thoughts or opinions about the bathroom habits of one Andre the Giant. Late to the party um, with Travis Tate on Facebook. You can find me at uh, Jake underscore doll on Twitter, not talking about Andre the Giant's bathroom habits. Please do not contact <laughs> me about it. I've had enough. But you could certainly talk to Travis Tate about Andre the Giant's bathroom yeah. habits. Where would you do that? At Travis Tate Funny on fa- uh, Twitter and also Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Just Travis Tate. There's a Travis Tate comedian. You can follow that too if you want. And then, of course, our Facebook page, Late to the Party with Travis Tate. And I do stand up comedy. I, I haven't mentioned that in this episode. But if you ever want to see me do stand up comedy, uh, email a comedy club near you. Uh, this time, I would like to say, frankly, we're sorry to Blue Wave Theory for making you a part <laughs> of this. I'm not. This was a good episode. So, I wasn't here for the Andre the Giant stuff. So. Pulling the ripcord on Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake Dahl. And I'm Travis Tate. And better Tate than never. I never want to hear about this ever again.